Welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio. Man, things are getting skinny when it comes time for summer weather, isn't it? Uh, so glad you could tune in tonight. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right here in the Race Time Radio studio. What's going on over there, big guy? Hey, it was uh, it was a good, good solid weekend uh, this weekend. Just kind of getting prepared for uh, uh, the final push of the year. Uh you know, we just got uh, spent a little bit of time at the racetrack. You spent a little bit of time watching racing, but uh, um, getting ready for that final push. The playoff season's here. Uh, you know, the final race of the NASCAR Penty Series is, is uh, on the horizon. Um, the final APC race of the year is on the horizon. And then uh, we dip right into uh, into the, um, you know, arguably my favorite time of the year, the yeah. playoff season. Yeah, yeah. And all the fall stuff, right? All the fall races that are going to take place. It's going to be dynamite. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Kind of a stacked lineup, if you ask me. Uh, right off the top, we're going to catch up with Hudson Nagy. Not Carson this time. His brother. Uh, Hudson went to Victory Lane Friday night at Delaware Speedway. Another epic night at Delaware Speedway. The super stocks were on track, and man, do those guys put on a show. As most of the divisions there at uh, Delaware Speedway do. Hudson Nagy goes to Victory Lane, and Hudson's going to join us right off the top of the show. Then we're going to catch up with one of the season's first champions. Uh, of course, uh, champions were decided a week ago at uh, Sobble Speedway. Uh, I did reach out to Pat Farrell. Haven't heard back from him. We will get Pat on one of these shows coming up, as we will the other champions. We uh, Try in the fall and really concentrate on the champions and bring them in. But we are going to have a champion on tonight. Drives the number 71 360 dirt sprint car. The man was on a mission all season long. He was the rookie of the year. And Mike Bowman got that championship Friday night at the Big O. And uh, masterful job. Finished third in the race, Junior. But he did come away with the title. He had a great night, and Mike Bowman's going to join us tonight. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he come out of the modifieds. Obviously, uh, you know, he spent a lot of time in in modifieds uh, over in Merrittville and and uh, you know New York and 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 uh, made the made the the jump to sprint cars, and uh, uh, you know that's it's it's not a new thing for that to happen mm -hmm. and uh you know for for people to switch divisions or or what have you but uh um man it it's not it's not regular for somebody to jump in and dominate like he has no, no. um especially when you got guys like Dylan Westbrook and yeah, exactly. oh, so many big names and uh, yeah. 360 dirt sprint car racing yeah and when you look at the success that that Bowman had this year um obviously you know sprinkled through the beginning portion of the year with success but um really it all culminated the the weekend of the Pinties uh, or, or the week of the Pinties race mm -hmm. um races at Oshawa and uh, where, you know, the, the Monday night and the scheduled Tuesday, but the ran on Wednesday.
Wednesday race, um, you know, the Nationals, um, uh, Mike Bowman went out and won, you know, the crate race and the 360 sprint uh, race, and then as well ran the crate race and the 360 sprint on the Wednesday uh, and brought home like $30,000 plus a a $5,000 bonus uh, for for doing it and and, uh, just a tremendous amount of cash injection into the team. And, and, uh, you know, he hasn't looked back. He's just been winning everything <laughs> that he gets into, and and uh, he, he, you know, it got to the point where it started to create some issues at Ush Weekend, like where where there was some people that were up in arms about tech and <laughs> and and the fact that they all thought he was cheating, and wow. and they they ripped him down uh, completely, and and. You know, Clinton and and Adam had a had a conversation about that on their program, um, on race rivals about like with with Mike, and and they intentionally tore him down in front of everybody, sure, and sure. and uh, that uh, happens. It was when incredible when you are a champion when you're having a real good stretch. It has to happen. I know it happened to Lane Zardo last year when he did all of his winning and had. You know, the the dream season, if you will. It happens, and it happens. Uh, uh, it doesn't seem to matter whether it's dirt or asphalt. It happens, and that's you got to answer the call. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, if you are racing and you you get, you get break through and you get your first win, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody comes over and congratulates you. Yeah. Puts their arm around you. Congratulations. It must, be, it must feel so good. You get your second win. You get a few less of those. Right. You get your third win in short order and you get none yeah and after that it, you're a cheater yeah, yeah and that's yeah. just the way that it is and and uh you know when you look at uh, the success that the guys had um it doesn't matter man it, yeah. it it has you know the situations that even just this past friday night watching it on on g-force um like the the places and, and the positions that he put that car in, mm-hmm. he's racing for a championship, and and he put that car in some pretty precarious situations sure. uh, moving forward through the field. Not dangerously, I mean, no, no. but no, but no. but you know he he raced and and he took the took the uh, the day by the horns, if you will, and mm-hmm. and uh, um, went out and got after it. But uh, uh, a beautiful race car, yeah. I might add, and. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to him. Obviously, never talked to him before. I've seen him in Victory Lane a couple of times, but uh, uh, looking forward to uh, to catching up with Mike and and getting his recap on the season. Yeah, that all comes in just a wee bit here. Also coming on tonight's show, the number forty eight from out on Canada's east coast. He went to Victory Lane in the two fifty at Speedway six sixty. Right after Race Time Radio wrapped up last Sunday, I couldn't get to the TV fast enough to finish watching the 250 that had started. And it was Dave Oblinas going to Victory Lane. Dave's going to join us tonight. Haven't spoke to Dave in a long time. It'll be nice to have him on Race Time Radio. And also in hour number two, Alex Tagliani will talk NASCAR Pinties. We'll hear from Alex here tonight, and we'll uh, take a look at that fall brawl that is coming up. But what do you say we get to guest number one? And welcome in Hudson Nagy, Victory Lane on Friday night at Delaware Speedway in that 36 Super Stock. He joins us now. What's going on there, Hudson? How you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, man. Congratulations, Pater at Delaware in your new ride. Yeah, that was super exciting. Happened all too quick. 
I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. Doubt it. You, you, you guys put tons of effort in, and no surprise you hit victory lane. Uh, but it is a relatively new car to you. Uh, obviously, it's responding well to what you put into it. Yeah, over the last few years, we've been running Carson's program really well, and uh, we've kind of gotten to a point where we can set both cars up and we can compete. So we were able to put up the uh, the setup into my car and uh, be up front right away. So I'm grateful for that. Well, we got and we have a lot of big races coming up. Uh, there's no doubt you got uh, definitely the next one out is going to be one of those ones that you're going to want to go out and win. Now, you're probably not in the championship hunt like Carson is, your brother. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, kind of knowing the Nagy family, it doesn't matter. I want the win. He wants the win. Let's see who gets it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't want to screw up anybody's season. For sure, it's been a long season. Everybody's been racing real hard. But at the end of the day, I'm still there to win and uh, try my best. So, Take us back through Friday night, Hudson. It was uh, it was a, a dogfight. Let's call it that, and we'll call it for what it is. Hey, Mike, I'll get you just to drop back there for a couple of minutes. We got Hudson on the line, and we'll get back to you in about oh, 10 minutes or so. Okay, Mike? Thanks. We'll get Hudson back on there. Uh, there you go, buddy. Um, so take us back through Friday night. Uh, it, it was quite a race. Uh, everybody wanted to win it, but you were the guy that ultimately did. Yeah, yeah. We struggled in the heat for sure. Um, those races can get real hectic just because them being so short, guys are always trying to fight for position there. But uh, we started at uh, 10th. Right by Carson, he was ninth, and uh, just fought our way up. Things happened uh, in our favor, and we were able to scoot past a few cars and got some good restarts, and we were able to take the lead and keep it. Hudson, uh, the Super Stock Division at Delaware has always, uh, you know, created some some really close competition, right? It, it's restarts. It's it's you know throughout the race. There's always those wow moments and and i think back to uh you know friday night and and uh you know there was lots of wow moments on the rec department uh um the 71 the uh the 14 the 83 they they all tore up some major equipment down there um but the wow moments to me as well pertain to passes and 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 throughout driving from 10th to to first um you know, there was there was some moments in there where you had to take the chance and you had to throw it down on the inside, uh, or you had to you had to you know keep it on the outside and and roll the top and while the bottom jumbled up. Um, talk a little bit about what that's like with the super stock because it's not like a late model that handles perfectly. You guys seem to be sliding around on ice out there. Um, but while putting the car in those situations, um, it's got to be a lot of fun behind the wheel compared to back when you were in an APC late model car. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it does get very hectic. Being in the car, you don't see a lot of it, and you're focused kind of on your race, and uh, your mindset is kind of just focused on, you know, keep going, and, and you don't think about it. So Carson and I will go back and rewatch all the races over and over again just to uh, see what happened and where we were struggling and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I was able to see that after, but during the race, you don't really see that very often or think about it until the end. Um, there was quite a bit of 
wrecks and it made for a long race. Um, driving it is definitely, uh, definitely different. Your car will never be perfect. You're always going to be a little loose here at this one patch or a little tight going through center over in the other end. So, um, it definitely makes for some wild racing and you're on the wheel 24 seven. Um, you know, Luke Ramsey and Jonathan Arts, they did a great job on the track and you're able to put the car top low. Doesn't matter. You can, uh, it's definitely two lanes of racing for sure. And, uh, that makes it more exciting. So you can make those passes when you need to. Um, but yeah, for sure. You're definitely on the wheel and just doing what you can. Oh yeah. Elbows up. We could see it, right? Uh, I know Junior was watching the broadcast over at his place. I was watching it here and uh, it just, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, there was lots of three wide. There was lots of big moves. Did you feel Lane Zardo? He was right there. Jay Dewar was right there. They were all coming right at you, man. You were there. They were right there. Uh, It's just like you blocked everything out, ran your race, and away you go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those guys, they're regulars. They know their way around the track inside and out, and I'm still there learning it. Um, I felt like I was a lot better on the restarts than those guys, and I was able to kind of – put some distance between us, but the long runs were kind of killing us. So they would drag me back in and I was just praying those last few laps, just (laughs) give me a little bit more speed. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit more, right? Uh, Well, you ended up with exactly what you needed. You got one more big one now, uh, at least to cap the season. Um, How are you going to attack that last race? And with you winning now, does it uh, move you further back in the starting lineup come Friday night? We're just showing up for fun. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried about starting or wherever. Um, we're just going to have fun and uh, see what we can do with the car. We're going to leave it the same, do normal maintenance, and uh, hopefully it's just as quick next week as it is uh, on Friday there. So You'll be leaving yours alone, but Carson will be out there working on his. Yeah. You know, you know that, right? It's it's just yeah. one of those things. You, as soon as you rest on your laurels, uh, I imagine the guy right beside you is going to be wrenching all week. So uh, it should be interesting. I love the dynamic out there. Uh, love seeing both of you out there. Both of you having success. Um, and uh, you guys have definitely put on a show uh, so far. Looking forward to what uh, what is to come. Uh, Hudson, are we going to see you at any of the any of the playoff races uh, uh, in as we as we get to the other side of the point season at Delaware Speedway? Are we going to see you at Velocity or or Flamborough or or uh, Peterborough Autumn Colors things like that? To be honest, these races have kind of been thrown together. Um, we're probably going to run the Delaware races in the quick wick if we can get the car together. Um, playoff races, we'll see. We're kind of hemming and hawing about it, so uh, it'll be a decision to made uh, to be made later on. But uh, yeah, just focusing on the Delaware races for now. Yeah, it may be a joint effort, right? Maybe we take one car. The, the you know the family deal goes after it. Man, you guys would be a lethal combination if you teamed up that way. I know the competition's there when the both of you are on the racetrack. We always win when we get the two naggies out there. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, it's going to be some exciting. Good luck Friday night. 
um, will all be tuned in, if not at the Speedway. Uh, and I urge everybody, get to Delaware Speedway. You don't want to miss the events they have left. They're totally off the off the rails, and you want to do it. Hudson, congratulations on the win. Thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time, and uh, stay after it, man. I don't know, 36, 93, and then throw in, oh, I don't know, about 15 other numbers in there. It's going to be competitive, I can guarantee you. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It's going to be a crazy end of the season. I just got to thank Fielding's Winery, Northern Performance. We uh, wouldn't be here without them. And 36 Graphics, Pure Energy Performance, RPM Racewear, and uh, obviously Luke Ramsey and John Arts. They uh, they put on one hell of a show, and Delaware's where it's at. So, I'm, I, Hey, has uh, Chase Pensano been knocking at your door saying, hey, can I have the car back just for a couple shows? <laughs> Well, he's been real quick in those uh, late models. He's been uh, he's been doing really good. So I think he's found uh, where he needs to be with that thing, and he's having a blast over there. Well, it, we all win. I guarantee you, you are correct. Uh, he's going to be one to watch. Yeah, we got a lot of good races coming up. Watch for Chase Benson. Oh, uh, it's just kind of cool. Love this time of the year, buddy. Congratulations on the win, and uh, we'll see you there Friday night. Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. Hudson Nagy, uh, driver of the 36 Superstock. Uh, the competition, Junior, it doesn't get any better than what we see there on a Friday night. And that Quick Quick series, when that thing hits trackside, again, uh, it's going to be off the right off the rails. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the Superstock division at Delaware has been like that since you know, I, I can remember, you know, like it's uh, uh, back in the day when, when we used to go there in, in, you know, the early, early 2000s, you know, 2006 uh, to, you know, back in, in those times, it was, it was guys like Jason Lidster and, and Father Gale and like, you know, the, the list went on and on and, 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 you know, there's a ton of youth out there, but there's also a ton of experience as well. And, and, uh, you know, you find that uh, uh, that division at Delaware is just it, it has carried through uh, the entire process of Superstock, right? Mm-hmm. So back in the day, they used to be a steel body car. Uh, they used to be a you know a, a Monte Carlo or a Camaro or or an LTD. Um, you know, and they were they were you know big heavy boats. Yep. Um, they went through a period um, at, at Delaware where they, it was kind of like the Aero Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You had front spoilers on them. You had rear spoilers on them. Um, they started, you know, chopping and modifying the bodies and lightening them up. And then and then now the Super Stocks have went to basically um, a, a full-blown late model with the with the constraints of, of metric measurements, right? It's, yep. Um, it, it, they are... They are now, you know, when you look at them, I know it. They, it says that it needs to have a stock clip on it, quote unquote. Uh, but when you look at it, it's been fi- it's been it's been media blasted, and <laughs> it's been reworked, and it's been chopped out and arched out, and uh, and probably bent. <laughs> Massage, you know, it's it's uh, it's absolutely incredible to see the technology when you look at one of those new super stocks, right? When you when you look at a brand new super stock and you look at at a a brand new apc late model mm-hmm. the they are so different but they're trying to achieve the same things and and uh um you know it's it, it's it's incredible to see what they can do with those things and uh really 
if you're good in one, it doesn't mean that you're good in the other. No, no, it's, no. Uh, it's been it's been proven time after time, and and uh, it's uh, it's it's really cool to see uh, the two different styles. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, you know what we're gonna do? I was gonna hit a break, but we're not gonna do that. I can see we've got our three sixty. Sprint car champion Mike Bowman is up on the hotline, and we're going to bring him in right now. What's going on tonight there, Mike? How are you? Hey, good. Uh, not too much now. We just got back from uh, the West Niagara Fair with the family. So it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. First time we ever took the kids to the fair, so it was pretty cool today. Ah, there you go. You got to give back, right, and get some That's family it. time in. Good for you, man. What a season have you yeah. put together in that 71 car does it feel like it looks mike it looks like a whirlwind uh has it felt like that and i bet you it's gone within a blink of an eye this year uh it definitely went fast i mean um we, we, we had some rainouts and whatnot um the championship really was only 12 events up there um you know and we just prepared the same uh, as we do every week to go to any race and uh you know, we end up coming out of there with five wins and, uh, geez, I don't know, like nine tops, nine of top threes, five of those being wins. So, um, man, we spent a lot of time on the concrete pad, uh, talking to Clinton after the race, which is, uh, is what you got to do to, to bring the championship home. Yeah, it sure is. You want to do all the above. You need to have the car. The team's got to be put together. So many things have to go right to not only have a good run, but to get that, you know, the victories and man, you won your share of really tough races to win against some of the toughest competition in North America, let alone Ontario. Uh, it, it was uh, just one of those things. And Mike, you come at it this year as a rookie in the 360 sprint cars. Uh, take us back to the thoughts in April, when you're looking at it, you're going, okay, oh, well, and I know you made the decision long before April that you were going to do what you did this year, but what was the thought process like, and what were the goals set out in your mind saying, okay, if the 71 car does this in 2023, we will call it successful. What was that planning like? Um, I mean, I knew... Uh, as a team, we were, we were ready to, uh, to attack this. Um, I think last year we got a pretty good grip on, um, how to set up a sprint car. Maybe not quite as, you know, as far as we are now with the extra horsepower in a 360, but, you know, playing around with that crate, you know, you learn how to tighten up a race car and, um, you know, and, and the box you got to be in and, you know, where, how far the wing will take you as far as, uh, you know, being able to fine tune that on the, on the track and during the race. Um, so we had, you know, we had a little bit of a notebook to apply to it this year. Um, I knew the engine was going to be on point, uh, with my relationship with Terry Vince, he's built, um, uh, you know, every modified motor I've raced pretty much, uh, since 2010. So when he, when he came on with, with the Glenn Styers team, uh, as the engine builder and the engine tuner, I mean, Terry's house is, you know, 12 minutes from my house and, uh, we spend a lot of time together and we talk all the time and uh, I knew the engine would be on point. Um, so as far as, you know, the confidence in what I was going to be sitting in, uh, I I knew if I could pick up, you know, the slack on, uh, on driving, I knew we might be in a position to do something big. So as far as the goal, I think our goal was, was to win a race. 
Um, you know, we second week out, we finished second. Um, I led a lot of it. I think uh, Josh Hansen taught me that when you go green off of a caution, you better uh, maybe slide yourself um, going into turn three. So I haven't made that mistake again. <laughs> And he ended up winning the race that night. But, uh, you know, at, at 43, I'm still learning lessons. And sometimes you get taught by the young guys. Mike, uh, you know, I go back to that second race out. And it was kind of the first time where I've really noticed the uh, the wing um, differences out there. And that's I, I've really focused in on that uh, since, you know, watching watching you guys at the beginning portion of the year. Um when you look through the field, uh, there's a tremendous amount of the guys start with the wing, you know, kind of tilted, tilted in in the mid range. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like every time I seen that seventy one, that thing was like straight up and down, and and you you were able to take the car basically anywhere. How much does that really slow the car down or speed the car up uh, with that wing positioning? Because it, it it seems like you you guys. Um, there's a couple of you that, that, uh, are really aggressive with that adjustment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've always succeeded with a tight race car. Um, you know, when we raced the modifieds, we didn't have all this downforce to play with. So, uh, I had to learn how to drive a tight race car if I wanted to uh, be successful in, in a mod. Cause you know, running the 50 lappers and the hundred lappers, which has been a, a big part of all our, uh, modified wins, you know, all those are accomplished uh, wheeling a tight race car for the first, I don't know, 20, 30 laps of some of those races. Like uh, the car has to come to you late or you won't be there at the end. So uh, I think that that uh, played into our, our wheelhouse a little bit. And then, you know, having the cockpit adjustment, um, you know, if, if I'm, if I got the wing trunked on lap five, I'm certainly a sitting duck, but uh, I normally we don't miss on that. Um, I got a great group of guys. Usually, you know, between the heat and the feature, I'll have a guy, uh, you know, go missing from the pit area and they're up watching that racetrack and we're watching race monitor and how the track's falling off, the lap times are falling off. And you just try to soak up as much information as you can on, on race night and make the proper decisions and have the right mechanical grip in the car uh, and just kind of leave your wing to fine tune uh, throughout the race. But, um, yeah, I, I like a lot of wing for sure. Yeah, and it works, man. I'll tell you, yeah. you, you guys on dirt, uh, sprint car, crate, it doesn't seem to matter. You don't get the practice time and the input that they do over on the asphalt side. Uh, so you got to soak up as much information as you can to make the adjustments that you need to make. And uh, definitely, Mike Bowman, you nailed it. And you have all season long against uh, some of the best in the business. And your timing is real good. Of course, uh, Mike Bowman, uh, the champion for 2023 at the Big O, in case you just tuned in. Uh, but, Mike, you're peaking right at the right time. We got the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals up next at the Big O. Uh, you got the heaviest hitters anywhere coming in. The pits are always loaded up. I love the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals for the competition. And uh, you're peaking right at the right time. What are the thoughts heading into now, the Sprint Car Nationals? Um, I mean, I prepare, like I said, I prepare the same way. I don't have 
any expectations um, other than I, I do expect to compete. Um, I'd be disappointed if I left there and we didn't, uh, you know, run in the top five. I think that's, that's a decent expectation. Try to keep things, um, you know, relatively modest. I don't, I don't roll in there thinking I'm leaving with the 10 grand by any means. Um, but I do, th- I do think we're going to contend and, uh, we were, we were going to do double duty both nights uh, and run the crate. Uh, in the 360 both nights because we are running for the AS Acton Sprint Tour National Points Championship as well. But um, I think we're just going to sit the 360 on Friday night. It's 5000 to win the uh, crate race Friday night. So I think we're just going to uh, focus on that. And uh, and Saturday we will do double duty. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, like I said there, you know, I, I expect to contend. Uh, and you're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be uh, qualifying is gonna mean everything. Uh, any kind of practice time that you can get, and the success that you've been drawing off of all season long has got to definitely come into play. Uh, when we look at the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals and uh, the amount of emphasis on it, um, it's a big spotlight. Mike, will this ever propel you to do anything else? Do you aspire to drive anything else? Or are you happy now to be a career 360 sprint car guy and stay on it and keep going? Because you're making bank right now. Everything's going great. Right right now, everything's going great. I mean, um, I'm 43. So, uh, you know, the dream of ever racing for a living is has dwindled at this point. I got a great business uh family business that I'm involved with um, that probably right now uh, has seen less of me than any other year, just with what all the stuff that's been going on. And my dad's really stepped up. I mean, he's 78. He's kind of, you know, he's looking to retire. And uh, this summer, just with how things have gone and and how crazy it's gotten and and the ride we're on, he's really stepped up and, uh, and picked up my slack at at the shop to, uh, to allow me to, roll in every Friday prepared. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll drive anything if the opportunity comes along. Uh, am I going to move to Iowa and race sprint cars or am I going to move to North Carolina and race NASCARs? No, I will never do that. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be a family guy in Stevensville and, uh, working in the family business for uh, the rest of my time anyway. And quite happy to do it. Uh, you yes. do a masterful job at it. Early in the season, Mike, uh, there's no no doubt uh, the track conditions at the Big O, uh, they had, you know, just, I guess, typical dirt track problems for the spring where there was some, you know, some divots and some uh, rough conditions. But throughout the course of the year, that has been improving all the way through as the weather conditions all change. What kind of conditions are we in for for the Canadian Sprint Car Nationals? Is everything flattened out now and uh, all things, all systems go? Is it really good? Or how would you grade the track at this point? At this point, I grade the track 10 out of 10. Um, Glenn and I were talking about it yesterday. Uh, there was just one uh, one video he put on his story. He's sitting he's sitting on the problem area in turn one, and he's he's got his hand on it. And I told him the other day, it reminded me of Forbrook always sitting next to his left rear tire on a sprint car, and he always has his arm on the tire, and it's like he needs to be connected to the race car. And I said to Glenn, it's like you got to be touching that track, you know what I mean? And uh, 
man, those guys worked hard on turn one. They've had that dug out and, and spread out and dried, and they put the dry stuff deepest in the hole, and they have worked really hard on it. And uh, they're, you could have played pool on, on turn one on uh, Friday night. It was so smooth. So I think we're in for a real treat there. Um, extra distance in the race. It's going to polish it off even more. And I expect you'll see uh, 30 guys running all over the thing for the $10,000. Oh, it's going to be off the hook, Junior. I know you love it as well. I do. Yeah. No, it's uh, you know, I, I was. It's kind of comical because I, I, I always have been an asphalt fan, right? It's asphalt late models are my jam. That's that's been like my my favorite thing all the way through. Um, I found road racing relatively early. Um, you know, where, where I, I, I started to like road racing, I found dirt racing extremely late, you know, and, and, uh, um, you know, it's, I've become a, a much more of a fan of actual dirt racing since they started putting NASCAR cars on dirt and seeing how terrible they are on dirt, yeah. you know, like, like when they, when they put the pennies cars, when they put the cup cars, when they put the trucks on dirt, they're trash, but when you look yeah. at a sprint car, you look at a dirt late model, when you look at a, a, a 358 modified, it, you know, you, you can't help but respect the absolute hell out of both the car and the technology and the driver's ability. You know, it's, uh, um, it, it is so different and it is so cool uh, to, to stand there and, and, and see it. And and it's so cool to see somebody else see it for the first time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you see when you when you get to show somebody, um, you know, there's three things that, that as a race fan you should try to uh, you know promote or, or or take your friends that haven't seen it too, and and that's you should try to get somebody that has never been to Daytona, and you should walk them up to the fence when they go by in drafting practice or in the race, and they should experience that right. They should experience a sprint car going by for the first time, you know, uh, in in front of you, right? That's the uh, that's number two, and then number three is you need to take them to an NHRA event and you need to hear them hit the throttle, mm-hmm. right? So whether it be a a a top field dragster or a funny car, uh, but the funny part is is I'm an I'm an asphalt guy and. And I don't have a I don't have a, a late model thing listed in that. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny that uh, you know the sprint cars are just so badass. And and uh, uh, Mike, you you whooped them when we were there with the NASCAR stuff. Uh, I was sitting in the grandstands for all four of those big wins, and uh, uh, you got more excited for each one of them. I I think you should be glad that there wasn't a Thursday night because I don't think your your voice could get any higher uh, with excitement. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh... I was in, in disbelief. It just, they just, you know, just kept coming there. And, uh, I don't know. They probably would have started throwing beer cans at me for the <laughs> Thursday show. And we kept that going. But, uh, you know, it was just an incredible effort by the team. Those double duties are not easy. I've said it a hundred times and it's, it's true. Like even, uh, on Wednesday, we had the, the, we had a failure in qualifying, but we were lucky to get a good enough lap to, to hold us into the redraw so um those guys like after qualifying we had to fix the car before we scaled to keep our qualifying time and then uh got back to the trailer and had to you know our spare axle the measurements weren't quite right so the guys had to kind of make one front end that was exactly the same as far as the shock lengths out of two front ends and um just an incredible effort by the guys 
And uh, when I rolled up for the feature and, and uh, we went green, I knew I had the exact same race car. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome for my buddy Stu to come up to. And uh, I know he's, he's, you know, didn't like running second both nights, but, you know, it's, it was pretty cool to uh, have him come in and, and uh, take him down. We were jaw jacking each other in the campground and uh, just really fun to see Stu and Jess and, and uh, Parker and hang out in the, in the campground, go for dinner over at Mont Hill with all the, the GSR team there and the, and the NASCAR guys. That was awesome too. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, you know, great experience and, uh, you're right. I, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, out of emotions there, uh, at, at the end of Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations on the successes this year and they're not done yet. You still got the Canadian sprint car nationals and more, but, uh, I know the sponsorship on that 71 has got to play a key role. Who have you got, uh, on there with you, buddy? Well, I mean, first and foremost, uh, this year, uh, Glenn Styers is, is behind all this with the, you know, the new GSR chassis that, that he's launched this year. Um, you know, he's, it's going to be the first math produced sprint car chassis here in, in Ontario. Um, and you know, with the wins, you know, between Brett and myself, I mean, it's, uh, it's proven itself as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, uh, you know, Glenn providing a, just a hell of a power plant for us. Um, Terry tuning it. Um, I got, uh, contemporary concrete, Luke Rowland, come on, uh, this year, brand new sponsor. Um, does, uh, he did the, the floor in the new race shop that we built. So that was pretty awesome. Um, I got TKC metal, uh, Ryko, uh, hydraulics, IRP max, Sanamond auto and truck, uh, our company, Seaway fluid power, uh, Penske shocks, Dave Reedy, uh, you know, he, he nailed the shocks this year. Um, well, I couldn't run his shocks in the crate sprint car because, uh, Dave provides nitrogen shocks, which aren't allowed. But, uh, he said, well, when you go 360, we're going to do something. And man, he, he nailed it. So, uh, him, um, I got, uh, Guy Forbrooks helped me out a ton this year. Um, he's just a wizard of sprint car racing and, uh, you know, he, uh, just couldn't ask for a better mentor. Um, to manage the highs and lows and, uh, yeah. It's a hell of a team behind us, and uh, we're looking forward to putting some icing on this cake. Well, congratulations on all of it. Uh, We also look forward to seeing what type of icing you're going to put on top of the cake. The Canadian Sprint Car Nationals at us weekend. Next weekend, you don't want to miss a moment of it. Mike Bowman, the 2023 360 Sprint Car Champion. Mike, thanks so much for the time tonight. Go get him, man. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Keep riding that wave, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. You bet. Mike Bowman, watch for him. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break here on Race Time Radio. When we come back, I got a quick update for you with uh, uh, Connor James, the four car in the OSS. I spoke to him through the week. I spoke to the management of the series. I'll get you up to date on the other side of the break. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. This is Glenn Watson, driver of the 22 Race 2-Way Super Late Model, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. 
Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. The biggest names. Flying Day, head coach of Ohio State, the national championship winning head coach of the Baylor Bears. Scott Drew joins us. Biggest games. This is the biggest game in the history of the Final Four. The biggest moments. Delivered right to you, wherever you are. I can't even wrap my head around it. Sirius XM College Sports Radio, Channel 84, and streaming on the SXM app, included in our trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back. One and all, all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Of course, your home for the CFL right here on this channel amongst a pile of great programming. Check us out at Canada Talks Channel 167. Also, uh, welcome to all our viewers on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. You can count on Race Time Radio to be on the channel right here on Rev TV and the performance motorsportnetwork.com to stealing all the gents there. Thanks so much for getting us out to all the uh, listeners on the other side of the border. Of course, on the World Wide Web, there is no such thing as the border, but uh, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in here to Race Time. I can tell you in hour number two coming up, Dave Oblinas won the 250 at Speedway 660 just a week ago. Dave Oblinas is going to join us, a crafty veteran, driver of the number 48, did a masterful job. What a race was the 250. I believe you're going to see that baby come up on Rev TV in due time. Uh, you'll want to get Rev TV Canada so you don't miss any of these races uh, that are coming up. But that 250 out at Speedway 660 Junior was a burn burner. We also have Alex Tagliani coming up. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of feedback uh, uh, about the 250, and uh, uh, definitely cool to see Oblanus, uh, you know, pick up that win. Um, it was uh, it was cool. It, 
you know, when you look at the, the cars that were there and, you know, the, uh, the, the event, um, over the past few years, uh, you know, Blanus has been just rocking it down there and, and, uh, um, it was, uh, it was definitely cool to, uh, to see it all transpire. It was, uh, uh, you know, Brent and, and that whole, t- uh, camp over there, uh, they know how to put on a show, don't they? Oh, they sure do. They did a masterful job once again, uh, uh, putting everything together. It's an iconic Canadian race in the Maritimes happens every Labor Day weekend. And it has, I believe, I want to say it was 28 years or something like that. Don't quote me on it, but it's been a long time, uh, and the guys have done a great job, and the tradition continues. Dave Oblinus will join us just after the top of the hour, but uh, uh, let's go back. Uh, last week on the show, if you happen to have missed uh, Race Time Radio, you can always go back and revisit episodes. Uh, last week on the show, we had Connor James, driver of the number four in the Ontario Sportsman Series, the OSS. Uh, love the series. They do a phenomenal job. Uh, Great racing. They were at the beach just a couple of days before uh, last weekend when we had Connor James on. Uh, Connor was uh, uh, involved, or maybe not involved, uh, but he was part of a call that happened in the 100 that was at Sobel Speedway in the closing laps of that race. Uh, there was, uh, and I believe Sue is spinning it right now. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't see my monitor, but uh, you'll see what I mean. Uh, the 15 car uh, came into the turn, came in a little hot, and uh, made a little contact with the four car. No harm, no foul for the four. Of course, he's chasing the 71. Runs second in the race, did lead a bunch of that race, and uh, consequently, the 15 car went around, and uh, fast forward a little bit, and you'll see that they uh, were, in fact, black flagging the number four car that was out front. It was a missed call. In my interpretation, it was a missed call. Anyway, what ended up happening and uh, what all transpired is all with the series. I reached out to the series. Uh, Mauricio is the uh, manager of the OSS. I contacted him through the week to get comment, invite him onto the show so that we could talk about it. Uh, but Mauricio doesn't, didn't have time, doesn't have time to jump on the show. Uh, so uh, I contacted Connor James back once again and said, Connor, how did everything shake out? What is the penalty? Is there a penalty? And uh, uh, how did it all shake out? And here is what Connor James has told me is the penalty. And I uh, we'll, we'll leave this up to the viewer, the listener, uh, to, to come up with your interpretation of what happened and what the penalty is. Uh, as it shakes out, uh, he can go run. I know initially there was discussion that Connor James was going to be suspended and not able to run the final race of the year at Delaware Speedway next Friday night. Uh, that isn't the case. Connor James can, if he wants, he can go run that race. He is not suspended at the time. Uh, as of Friday, when I spoke with Connor, uh, he is not suspended. He can go run the race on Friday. He will, however, if he decides to go run the race this coming Friday night, which is championship night, uh, he will start that race two laps down. I said, okay, so is that the penalty? He said, well, not quite yet. He said, uh, I'll be starting two laps down and I got a $500 fine for what, what transpired after 
uh, he parked his car on the front stretch. It was a $500 fine. And I said, wow, $500 fine, and you're going to have to start the next race two laps down. And he goes, well, hang on a minute. He said, they also put me to the rear of the race that I was in, the 100. So in in essence, uh, they docked him 20-some-odd points. Uh, not exact, but uh, they docked him 15 positions. And uh, consequently, Connor James, the four-car, that was the point leader, ended up after all shook out. Connor James ends up uh, 20-some-odd points back in second place. Pretty well impossible for him to go out and uh, capitalize, especially if you got to start the race two laps down, along with the $500 fine and uh, just the cubic dollars, Junior, as you mention all the time, the cubic dollars don't add up here. Um, and I asked Connor if he intended on running Delaware Speedway coming up this Friday night, and he said, uh, no, he's, it's too much. Uh, the, 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 the punishment did not fit the crime, so to speak. And I guess when you look back at how everything was generated, not so much the reaction to everything, but if you take a look at how everything uh, started out, it all started out with the 15 car that drove in and uh, virtually spun out after tapping the back of the four car. Um, I couldn't, uh, and I still, when I watched the replay, I still can't fit it into my head how they were going to uh, penalize the four car in any way. Um, w- when you look at it, the four car, in my estimation, and hey, we have the luxury of watching a video. The officials don't have that luxury right off the bat. Uh, but still, in saying that, watching the video, uh, the four car was pretty well going to go after the 71 and luck low on the 71. Uh, th- there was no intent on the four car coming down to try and wreck the 15 car in, in any stretch as far as I can see. What's your interpretation, Junior? Uh, do you have one? I you usually do. do. Yeah, I do. It's... You, you and I don't agree on on the the coming down portion. Now, we agree that there should be a penalty if you don't adhere to what the officials say. Um, yeah, you got to go by the rule book, right? The rules uh, should be in the rule book for if this happens. You turn to the rule book and you say, okay, well, this is the the penalty that comes with this action. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. I've never seen it where a guy that is in front of another car can be classed as an involved car when the wreck happens. And the the, the four car didn't spin anywhere or even skip a beat. Oh, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. I guess if the four and the 15 would have turned around, of course, they're involved. Yeah. It would have been misfortunate, but... Yeah, know. and the thing, the thing that, that, that has the 15 up in arms, I, I think, is... The fact that the four car like just turned down and he wasn't he wasn't clear yet, right? He wasn't. Well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. You, I hear you as the spotter say all the time. Well, yeah, but we were at the door. We were there. Sure, if you're at yeah. the door, yeah. Now somebody yeah. comes down on top of you. I get it. That's called coming down That's on top did. of him, and he changed lanes. That's what he did. You got to go back and watch the video, there, champ. I have. There I have is watched no, the video. He isn't. I watched the, the video door. like a lot of times. He is not at the door. No, he's not, he's not at, the, at door. the door. He wasn't even at the corner. Um, 
So uh, if he was, <laughs> that four car would have went around. Had he been coming down the racetrack, when I watch it, I see the 71. No, the, the 15 locked it down. The 15 locked it down. It, well, trying sure. not to wreck them. Well, no, and no, then, no, no, and then spun it out. Trying not, yeah, trying not to wreck them. That's that's the key there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not in the four cars control. The fifteen is in control of the fifteen. Yeah. If he has to lock it down and spin himself out because he overdrove the car, no, not because he overdrove okay. the car because the four car came down. Well, I, I'm just but saying it's. I mean, if a guy comes down the racetrack and it, when he's not clear, and then the wrecks the guy behind him, is it classes an involved car? And I, I can't answer that no. fact. I've never seen it before. Yep. Um, but I have been in the situation where I've, you know, there's been a bad call against me or my driver, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can't lose your, you can't lose your cool. No. You have to deal with it the way that you need to. Mm-hmm. When you do lose your cool, which by the sounds, I wasn't there, so I, I don't, I don't know. know how bad everybody was yelling at each other and and whatnot. But it did, it does sound like there was a lot of heated exchanges. Sure. And the second that you lose your cool is the second that you're going to get penalized more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been penalized more. Sure. I've lost my cool plenty of times. And I'm going to say an example here. But Edmonton, um, Andrew Ranger had the um, power steering line fall off the car. Um, they black flagged us um, for a little puff of smoke. Um, we refused to come in because we told them right. it's power steering. There's no more fluid left in it. Right. You know, we're still under green. They said, "Well, you're black flagged again. You're black flagged again. Now we're not scoring you anymore." <laughs> right, right. Well, so now we come in. We say, "Okay, whatever." We come in, no leak, and the official at the time said, "No leak. You can go." Well, now we're three laps down. Yeah, you're and, out of the race. And now. they said that they didn't inspect it far enough, and they black flagged us again. Mm, mm-hmm. And at that point, everybody was mad. There was there was yelling. There was screaming. There was everything in between. Right, right. right. It's a stupid call. And when there's a stupid call made, then there's people that get upset. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the passion of the sport. we lost our cool, mm-hmm. and we lost we we were penalized for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing can be said about the four. So now, bad call or not, I've been a part of bad calls, and I've seen bad calls. Yeah, is it a bad call? Sure, it is. Yeah, whoever wants to agree with that can agree with that. Do you still honor that bad call? And like, can you go back and fix that by by raising your tone of voice and yelling at an official or parking <laughs> no. the car on the racetrack or no, anything like can't. that? No. So you kind it, it, it is a bad situation, right? Um, but I I no longer feel bad for a team. Once they lose their cool. Okay. Uh, I want to add one more thing through the discussions I had through some of the uh, talks that I've had with different race teams. Uh, There was another incident just a couple of weeks prior where a driver got out and physically went over and punched another driver. And there was no call on it. And the reason there was no call from what I heard was that it happened in the pits and not in front of the grandstand. So, you know, the, the, what I'm getting at here is the the, 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 the punishment has to fit the crime. Um, and, you know, it's got to be consistent. That's what it has to be. It's a shame. I And this is strictly me saying it. It's a shame that it unfolded the way it did. 
but I, I think the whole thing would have been avoided had there not been, um, you know, the call that was made. But, hey, that's You can't go the back update. in time and unmake a call. No, you cannot. You are correct. What you can do is learn from it and, you know, continue on to make things bigger and better. And hopefully that's what happens. Uh, I, I can well imagine the OSS is really on a tear. Uh, they're growing, and it's looking good. It's great racing. And uh, hopefully everything continues to grow. Uh, but... Uh, the four car, uh, it, he was not only taken out of the one situation it cost him in two. Uh, there's a series within a series uh, that the OSS had this year. And uh, consequently, as it all unfolded, Connor James, uh, he's going to be out of both of them, uh, which is a shame because I know they all worked hard, as everyone does, uh, to make things successful. But uh, that is your update. Told you I would have it. That is it. And uh, uh, look for the OSS to chan- uh, do their championship night this Friday night at Delaware Speedway coming up. Uh, it will be a barn burner, I can guarantee you. It'll be a great race, as it always is. And put those style of cars on that half-mile speedway, and you're all in for a show. Not to mention everything else that's going to be taking place at Delaware Speedway from a championship perspective uh, and it's going to be head, just ahead of the fall brawl where the NASCAR Pindy Series is going to uh, crown a champion. The APC Series is going to be in there. Uh, the Quick Quick Fire Starters. There's a lot coming up in the next two weeks you don't want to miss. Not a lap at Delaware Speedway. Uh, we are right up alongside the top of the yard. We're going to throw it back to Toronto. Get you up to date on some of the news and highlights that you may have missed over the first hour And then Junior and I are back for hour number two. We got Dave Oblinas coming up, driver of the number 48, the 250 winner from 660 uh, just a week ago. And we have Alex Tagliani coming up in hour number two. We're going to talk NASCAR Pinties with with the driver of the number 18. And you got to know that Alex Tagliani is wound up and ready to go uh, to cap this year. He wants a win. And uh, he's always fast at the half mile, uh, but so are uh, uh, about, I don't know, 20 other guys uh, that are going to figure in to the fall brawl at Delaware. Uh, But we'll catch up with Tagliani here in just a bit. Uh, We're going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. And uh, it only takes 90 seconds. We'll be back and kick off our number two all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Stay right there. We will be back in just a couple of shakes, all live tonight. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. 
When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio With the two Joes Here on Race Time Radio On Sirius XM 167 Where Canada talks And just like that Our number two begins all live tonight On channel 167 Canada Talks Rev TV Canada and uh, so much more, all live tonight. So glad you could tune in. I want to give you a quick update as well. The 22 car in the APC series uh, that we see, Kyle Steckley, uh, driver of the 22, he was a busy guy last night. He took off uh, for New Smyrna Speedway down on the big half mile. Uh, Joe jumped into the nine car for Jet Motorsports. He did a great job. Come away with a second place finish, Kyle did. He did, yeah, no, for sure. That's a that's a, a big effort. He qualified second, and then and then uh, went out and led a bunch of laps, and then uh, ended up uh, uh, just getting the the win taken away from him by the eighteen the Campy or the the Campy car. Um, but uh, uh, good job by Kyle. First time, obviously, being on New Smyrna Speedway and um, in a rocket ship of a car. Um, you know, we've seen that Jet Motorsports team do wonderful things at New Smyrna and at Speed Weeks. Um, so it should be uh, should be pretty interesting and and to to see uh, that relationship come together a little bit of a surprising relationship really mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Jet Motorsports and and Steckley Motorsports uh, you know don't know the the history or the the backstory on how that whole deal came together um, but uh, a, a cool relationship when you think about it when mm-hmm. you think about all the names that have came through that uh, that number nine car um, you know Jeff Shawkat is. He's the one that jumps off uh, off the page, and uh, Jet Motorsports, of course, working with guys like Stephen Nassie and and uh, Stephen Wallace wasn't he? he was a no, Jet, wasn't he? No, that was. Oh, I thought he, he was. was sponsored by Jet by oh. Jet Power Tools. Oh, I got you. That's, okay, yeah, totally different. Yeah, yeah. This is J E T T, and that was J E T. Right, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, he's been it, the the nine car is is uh, is you know. A, a a deep south uh, a wicked race team and mm-hmm. and uh yeah no it'll be interesting to see what uh, what all comes of that relationship because uh, uh steckley i mean uh, i i'm not surprised that he was in the top three the first time at smyrna just yeah. the way that he drives yeah, he yeah. attacks the racetrack and and uh man he's smooth he can keep the tire under him and and uh um you know watch for big things to come from from new smyrna and, and kyle steckley well we were gonna have kyle on tonight but uh he's flying back uh so we'll catch up with him i know we'll catch up with him here at some point i got lots more to update you on but what do you say we get to that zoom line and let's welcome in the 2023 winner of the 250. It was Pro Stock Race 250, the iconic 660 Speedway in the iconic race. And how about this? A crafty veteran goes to victory lane. His name, Dave Oblinas, driver of the 48. What's going on tonight, Dave? How you doing? You doing good, David? How are you? 
Good, how are you? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Hey, congratulations on the big win, bud. That was uh, quite a race you were in there a week ago today. Yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. Um, just everything kind of fell our way, and every, uh, pit stops happened when I needed them to. We had good cautions when we needed them to. It was just it was an awesome, awesome day for us, and uh, we'll definitely take it, that's for sure. Dave, uh, Speedway 660, what an iconic place. What a tough place to get around. And uh, it, I've never personally been to Speedway 660, only witnessed it, you know, on uh, the broadcast that I've watched. It looks like a tough track, but it looks like a fun place to be. What's it like? It's probably one of the most technical tracks I've ever been on. Um, I remember when we first started going there back in the – late nineties. And I hated the place cause I just couldn't get a grasp on where I needed to be and what lines I needed to take. And I just, I get stubborn and I just keep trying and keep trying. I've been there for 30 years now. And, uh, I think we might have, have it figured out. Oh, you definitely got it figured out. Uh, it was a great race. Now I didn't catch, uh, the beginning part of the race. We were doing the show live here last Sunday. Uh, but I did catch, Pretty well the second half of it. Uh, we know uh, uh, Stu Friesen was there. He was in the race, uh, but he wasn't in it when I tuned in. What happened to Stewie? Were you around it, or did you happen to see? Um, I did see him coming up through with us, and uh, I, I and then like, we come around one trip, and I think he just missed the corner a little bit uh, down one and two, and up there when you get in the marbles, it'll suck you out into the – into the dirt and uh anyway he got back out and was going again and i seen him coming up again and then and then he was gone and then i heard later on i think he broke an axle i think uh so that ended his day but uh i think he had some fun i was talking to him there in victory lane and he uh he loved the place and was excited to be there that's for sure dave was this your first big 250 win at 660 like is this the first time you won the big one or I, I kind of think that you've been one of those guys that has been there, done it, and now this is another one. Yeah, we won it back in 2002, uh, 21 years ago, to be honest. Uh, I, I finished second in this race three times. Uh, we've had numerous times where we've been just bit, uh, flat tire, got caught up in a wreck, didn't get the pit strategy the way we needed it didn't get a caution the way we needed it just everything has happened to me in that race is kind of like the dale earnhardt in, in daytona you know flat tire last lap and you know stuff like that just uh but yeah it's been a it's been a long time this this race has eluded me a lot um over the years and it was such a big relief to get it I get another one and get the second one and, and to, to, you know, just to prove to myself that I still drive a race car type thing. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, you can get it done guaranteed. I want to say, if my memory, and it's slipping every now and then, but it was the one Ryan was right there with you, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Uh, you yeah, guys no, Ryan. Ryan uh, yeah, we were – Ryan led a lot of the race, actually. Uh, we, we dropped back to fourth and just kind of rode for a while and – and we had a strategy. I was not going to pit until after lap 200. And I just, I, I, I said, I'm, I've made my bed and I'm going to stick with it and just see what happens. And so the first 100 laps, I basically did not get the car to half throttle. Like it was, I was in fuel save mode just in case we didn't get a late caution. Um, 
it wasn't going to matter if we didn't get the late caution. I wasn't going to win the race because the guys with new tires were coming anyway. But it just happened that uh, they were just – the guys had pitted early, um, you know, a lot 140 to 180 type deal. Mm-hmm. They were just starting to get to me um, when the caution came out at 212 and, and I pitted and then, uh, well, I just – I had to go back out and – I guess the the whole reason why I thought I could do it was we've run so many races at that track, 40, 50 lap feature races. And when you're leading the points or up in the points, you, you're handicapped, you start at the back and you got to work your way up. And, and I've just, I've had so much experience being able to do that. I was confident I could get it done again. And uh, yeah, with 38 to go, I just, I just got at it. <laughs> no substitute for experience, right? It's, it sounds crazy, but you almost got to lose a bunch before you can actually go, yeah, I'm going to get this one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said before, it was, I, I've had, like I said, we finished second three times in this race. So, I mean, you know, if things had have gone my way, we could have been a five-time winner of this race, but uh, I'm not. I'm only two-time. and I'm just super happy to be able to to get this win again for my guys. I got a lot of guys on my team that haven't been with me since the first win and they've never got to experience that big win. And uh, it was just, it was awesome being able to do that for them and, and get them, you know, in place and go from there. Well, Dave, you're amazing to watch. I've seen you physically a few times in, in live races and uh, you've always been, uh, not only do you have a beautifully prepared number 48 car, uh, you can see the professionalism in the team uh, you as a driver, uh, it, it commands respect when you're on the racetrack, and rightfully so. Uh, just, just amazing. We're with Dave Ovlinas. He is the 2023 winner at Speedway 660. A week ago, the iconic 250 that happens out there. Dave, have you ever looked at it and went, hey, i got to win the triple one of these years? Uh, you still got lots of races left in you, don't you? Well, I'm 51, so I mean, I talk. I heard another guy talking a little while ago. He was 43, and he thought he was at the end. I'm like, wow! Like, I, I really must be getting to the end of it. So that was a dirt. I, guy. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I finished <laughs> second in the Cat 250. I uh, we did have a second in the IWK there, and that kind of got screwed up. But whatever. Um, I know I can run with these guys when I, you know, if if, if a time allowed and money allowed and. It's it's a huge commitment to run these super late models. I mean, they're they're a lot of money, and they're it's hard to keep up on that stuff and uh, keep doing what you're doing. But um, we've got I was able to get my 100th feature win last year, so we're now up to 105, which is great. And uh, uh, I've got my I've got 50 feature wins in pro stock at 660 also. So that was that was a pretty pretty awesome feat in itself and uh you know uh, do i do i want to quit no um do i need to do anything else no i mean i i i feel i've accomplished everything that i need to accomplish in my racing career don't get me wrong my girls are still running they're doing what they got to do and uh uh you know we're just trying to keep racking up wins and 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 still show some of these young snots that we can still race. <laughs> and you can too. I was going to mention the girls. They, uh, uh, they're right in the footsteps, uh, doing fantastic in sportsmen. How's the season been for the whole family? It's got to be daunting, man. You got a lot on your 
uh, sideboards. You need sideboards on the plate because you guys fit so much in. How's the season been? Um, it's been, like I said, we I've had a great season. I've got uh, four or five wins in the season and stuff. Uh, we're leading the points going into last points night. Um, if I happen to pull that off, that'll be uh, championship number seven for the pro stocks in, in 660. So that's kind of the number everybody goes for. I mean, that is that is the number. So uh, the girls, uh, Courtney's won a race this year. Alex, and they, they've actually both struggled a little bit with their cars. Um, you know, it, it, these things don't race the way you're supposed to all the time. So uh, we, we've been working real hard or, or they've been working real hard on their cars and trying to get them better. The, they showed good speed last weekend at the, at the speed weekend with the sportsman cars. Courtney finished second. Alex was leading the race with, I don't know, 30 or 30 to go and the hood flew up and yeah. she had pit and ended up losing laps. But anyway, uh, they both showed great speed. Um, I believe, if I remember right, I think they somebody said last week that between the three of us, we've got 168 feature wins between the three of us. So it's it's a pretty pretty cool stat to have, you know, like with them and me. Like it's uh, it's just it's a real cool deal. I'm, I am super proud of them. Um, I you know I, I taught them how to race right from in Bandoleros up through, and uh, they've they've done a great job. Um, they. Don't get pushed around. They do what they got to do. They they hold their own. They I'd put them against anybody. Yeah, and you've taught them well too. You know, it, it, the apple don't fall uh, far from the tree. And uh, when you got a dad like Dave Oblinas that can actually teach you something and teach you the right way, it's got to pay huge dividends. Uh, that that's cool. The Mike Stevens Memorial comes up next weekend. Uh, you're going to be loading her up and heading her for uh, Petty. We are going to be loaded and ready to rock and roll. Um, there's they're they're expecting upwards of almost 40 cars. It's going to be a huge event. Uh, Twenty thousand to win. I mean that go a long ways this this winter to you know preparing stuff for next season for sure. Uh, Hundred dollars a lot to lead. So you know guy can come out of there with some pretty serious money. Um, Wayne and them guys have done a great job up there preparing this race and, and, and hyping it up and getting getting the cars coming and stuff. And it's just a it's a super, super awesome event to be part of. Uh, can't wait. Um, then, like I said, we got the, the our last weekly show at 660 the week after. So hopefully we don't tear anything up this week. And then after that, we're back to Petty for the final Super Late Model Series race uh, for their finale. So that'll be – it's a couple more big weeks yet, but uh, we're, we're – I think we're prepared and we're ready to go. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Man, I wish I could be in more than one place at one time, Junior, to see these guys go out there. That Mike Stevens Memorial. Uh, Mikey was such a great guy. Uh, and, you know, that race has really, really come – into its own. I think of Jonathan Hicken. Whenever I say the Mike Stevens Memorial, uh, Hicken won that that race, I don't know, five times in a row. He couldn't lose. I don't think he could have probably went out there with three wheels on the car and still won for some reason. Uh, but it, it's uh, that's another iconic race on the East Coast. And it sounds like you're geared up and ready to go for it. Yeah, we're me and the girls were ready to go. Actually, Alex's car that she drives was originally built for Mike Stevens in 2000. Um, so it's kind of a cool deal. She's been really trying hard to, 
to maybe win this race and just just for sentimental value more than anything, just for the you know just the the feel good story of the year type thing. But uh, uh, it's it's pretty cool to to be part of it. I mean, I Mikey grew up. I watched him grow up and and start racing and come up through into the pro stocks and and I raced with him back then and uh, uh, just a super nice guy and uh, his whole family's been great to us and uh, in sponsorships and stuff like that. So it's been it's been fun. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, every week we uh, uh, we have this show, and I look on the back of this uh, uh, monitor that's uh, that's right in front of us. Um, you know, we've got uh, the backside of the laptop that that you work on, right. um, and there's a big orange sticker, and it says "In Memory of Mikey Stevens." And uh, so it's it's pretty cool that uh, um, that event is is uh, it has became so powerful and so big, um, and it just continues to grow. And and uh, uh, Dave, uh, I've always been a huge fan of. Uh, uh, of of the looks of your cars i've always I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time watching you on the racetrack in person um you know but uh, i i think back to uh just being a, a young kid flipping through inside track and uh you know we would see the 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 uh, cars out east and and your car was always one that stood out to me and uh you know it's it's always it, you've always brought a, a beautiful race car to the racetrack and hats off to you for that and uh, same with the the car that you bring now, uh, just a, a gorgeous looking hot rod, and and uh, it's cool to see that it's not just a good looking car; it's a fast one too. And <laughs> and uh, you know, congrats on all the wins, and and congrats on the the big two fifty win, and and hopefully see lots more of you in victory lane over the the next little while. Well, I, I you know I appreciate you guys having me on and all that stuff, and uh, probably about uh, I'm gonna say probably fifteen years ago we. Uh, I remember going to a cup race and seeing uh, uh, Gordon's car yellow. Yep. Robbie Gordon's car it was yellow. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have got to find that yellow. I mean, I, we, we own a body shop. So, I mean, it was one of those things that I knew we could find it or get it or build it or whatever. But uh, did some looking, did some searching, and uh, finally found the formula for it and uh, – I've just I've loved that yellow ever since, and, and it's kind of the my icon, iconic yellow. When you're when I'm behind you, and that yellow hood is coming, they know who it is. They don't have to second guess like, oh, who's coming? You know, no, they know it's me because I'm one of the only guys that runs that color on the hood and stuff. And uh, and it's funny because I remember running a couple sportsman races with my daughters. And Alex said it was the scariest thing she ever saw was my hood coming in her mirror. And she's like, she knew I was coming for her. Right. So it was just, it was, it's so cool to have that iconic deal. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it does work. Maybe it, uh, maybe it intimidates some of the younger guys and you know what, I'll take any advantage I can get because uh, these young kids are up and coming and they are fast. Yeah, they're the real deal, right? But it's because they're trying to chase down guys like you. And if you can beat Dave Oblinas on Speedway 660 or any of those other tracks out there, it's saying that you've done something, and that's so cool. Final question for you, David. Uh, We've got an event up here in Ontario called the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend at Peterborough Speedway, and it's the final event of the year, and everybody ascends on it. 
every now and then we see some participation from the East Coast guys that trickle in. And we've had Tim Terry up here. And uh, I know we've had some legend car participation. Man, would it be kind of cool to see the 250 winner, a seven-time champion, in a pro stock, come up here and uh, get up there against J.R. Fitzpatrick. I know you've raced against J.R. before, but put all you guys on the track up here. It'd be kind of cool. Ever think of heading to Peterborough uh, around Thanksgiving, or do you think your wife would shoot you? <laughs> I can't really say that I it crossed my mind, but now that you brought it up, you never know. I mean, uh, it's it's tough. I mean, it's just, like I say, it's getting towards the end of the year and, and money does get short. And I mean, Hey, if, if we win the Mike Stevens race this weekend, well, that might free up a few extra dollars and you never know. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Sponsorship on that number 48. And I know, I know it means a ton. Who have you got on there with you, buddy? Yeah, we got Burger King, uh, King competition. Uh, they've been a big part of this this year. Uh, been working with, uh, Andrew and, and, and Corey a lot this summer trying to trying to tune in the car a little bit better every week and and, and that type of deal and uh, I throw stuff back and forth with them a lot um, we've got uh, way J carpentry we've got uh, Mike Steve or, or R Stevens mechanical on board this year we've got uh, KG chase and sons they do all my hydraulic stuff anything we need for hoses and stuff like that um, of course we'll bling us auto body they're my Unfortunately, they're my big sponsor. They, they they don't like to admit it sometimes, but they have to be, I guess, if they want to keep me going. But yeah. uh, and you know, like uh, just we got a, we got a bunch of guys at Fiberon and uh, Campbell's Auto Sales, and there's just there's a, there's a whack of them that we uh, we rely on every year, and and it's uh, it's been a great uh, journey. I've had Burger King on the car now for over twenty years. Wow, um, they just. Every year, I don't even have to go ask. They just send me a check. It's, it's, you know what I mean. Like it's awesome. They, they just love the family-oriented deal, and it's, uh, it's, it's great for them that they can get something out of it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's pretty cool. I've had some long-time partners. I'll tell you. Well, it's called getting your money's worth. Uh, when you sponsor a race car and a race team, you got to get your money's worth, or you're not going to do it. And it tells you a lot when you, uh, you know, you get a longtime sponsor like that. I think of Gary Elliott with Quaker State uh, celebrating 50 years, you know. Uh, it's because they get their money's worth. And Dave Oblinas, you definitely give everybody their money's worth, whether it's uh, sitting in the grandstand watching you on that racetrack or, uh, you know, competitors on the speedway. Uh, we genuinely appreciate the time tonight on Race Time. We're going to have room for next week's winner and uh, and more heading through the off season. Uh, good news, you won. Bad news is we got your contact info, and we're going to be bugging you now to get you on the program more. But uh, we genuinely appreciate it, Dave. Thanks so much for tonight. Well, hopefully I'm back here next week. How's that? Yeah, that would be cool. Hey, Greg Proud had a whale of a day at Riverside uh, yesterday, another one of those king guys. Uh, he did a, a great job. I think he's heading for the big one, too. Man, it's going to be a big show at Petty next weekend. It's going to be awesome. You betcha. Dave, congratulations. Have a good one, bud. Thanks very much for having me. You bet. Dave Oblinas, uh, driver of the number 48.
Uh, hopefully, we get a chance to see that race, Junior, on Rev TV Canada. I'm sure we will. Uh, it was a burn burner. Uh, Dave did a masterful job in that one. Ryan Messer right there. Uh, so many good cars in that race. Uh, you, you don't want to miss it when it comes up. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, uh, not too long from now, Alex Tagliani is going to drop on by Race Time Radio. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. We'll be back in moments. Uh, my name is Ryan Litt, driver of the number 07 Auto Value Super Sprint USAC Sprint Car, and I'm listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is SiriusXM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddick will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. SiriusXM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. I'm Joe Chisholm, the old guy. The young guy is Joe Chisholm Jr. on that side of the studio. And uh, Race Time Radio every Sunday night from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And every Tuesday night from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern all uh, not live. All, all on Rev TV Canada, uh, and you can get, get, grab the show right off Rev TV Canada, and uh, hopefully you do that. Uh, they get a lot of great programming on the channel. Um, at more and more races coming online all the time. Um, I, I caught Friday night from Delaware. Uh, it comes up on Rev TV Canada now. Uh, always great to see that. Uh, and I know, Joe, you tune in to all kinds of different races from all over the place. Um, 
Have you got anything that's been catching your eye now? I know, uh, what, about a month ago you were saying, hey, you got to check this out on a Thursday night. I don't know whether it was Thunder Road or where was it? Yep, Thunder Road. Was it? Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it, I uh, I definitely, uh, you know, take in as much flow racing as I can. Um, uh, flow racing, I've got a subscription there. So, so do it's, I. Uh, so do I. Um, I haven't got Racing America. Do you got Racing America? I, I do, but a majority of the races that I want to watch on their pay per view. So oh, it's, I got gotcha. you. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of annoying, actually. <laughs> um, it, now that being said, they they do a good job with uh, rear air and the APC series and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it's it, this time of the year for me taking in content um, is so hit or miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you know, the off I mean, season coming up. Yeah, the off season coming up will be uh, will be cool to uh, to go back and, and take a look at some of the races. Uh, you know, I, I like to uh, to go back and and pull up a race from a random racetrack that I've never seen before and and tune into it. Um, you know, whether it be asphalt or dirt, right? Um, right. But uh, my big thing right now is is when I've got time. You know, if if just kicking back at night, mm-hmm. um, I I love the old races on YouTube. Um, I, I know I always have. you've done that. You uh, always have, always yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, some of the vintage races. Yeah, it, uh, n- vintage like classic races. Um, yeah, I uh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Not. Uh, I don't like vintage racing where it's like right. You know, old car. Old yeah, yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like. Uh, you know, recently I've been watching um, the 2000s era restrictor plate races. So, um, I, I watched Daytona. I watched With the twisted sister. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed watching the, uh, the, you know, 2000 and I think 2004 is what I'm on right now. Um, and just watching them and, and then, uh, so I, I kind of go back and forth from the, the short tracks to the restrictor plate. Super speedway stuff. Hey, uh, uh, Kane Fraser, good friend of ours out on the west coast of Canada. Uh, Kane, we, uh, I met him uh, out in B.C. Well, actually, no, I met him in Saskatoon. He was driving an RS1 car the day I met uh, Fraser Kane. And um, he is from B.C. I want to say Williams Lake, B.C., but he has purchased a legend car from uh, Wayne out in Newfoundland. Now, he got the legend car from Newfoundland into Halifax. And uh, he's got a way to get it from Ontario to B.C., but he is having a difficult time to get from Halifax to Ottawa. And that's what he needs to do. So he's got a legend car. He needs to find a ride for it uh, to get him from Halifax into Ottawa. If that is something that you might be able to help Kane with uh, or help solve the rooting out, um, he would really appreciate it because he's trying to figure a way to get the car that little piece of the way. Um, He's got it from Newfoundland into Halifax. He needs to go from Halifax into Ottawa, and then he's got a guy that's going to take it from Ottawa all the way out to uh, B.C. for him. Uh, if you can help Fraser Kane, please uh, just reach out to me, Joe at RacetimeRadio.com uh, or any of our social media stuff, and I will get you in touch with Fraser Kane. Uh, he would much appreciate it if there was somebody out there that could uh, help him. Uh, it's only a legend car, so it'll, it's a little bit bigger. You can't fit it in the trunk, uh, but it doesn't take up a whole lot of room. Uh, and if you've got 
you know, something that's uh, a truck that's going. I, Robbie Thompson is a guy that I come to mind. He trucks stuff uh, or has connections uh, that he could probably help raise her out. But uh, I digress. Uh, if there is, if there's any way that you can help out, Fraser would love it. Uh, I also want to update you on another super late model driver, uh, the 77, Chase Wilson. He is from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Uh, he ran down at Birch Run uh, just last night, had a great run going, um, ended up contact, spinning, something happened. And uh, Chase come home 11th in the race. And I was texting back and forth with George to find out how things were going. And, in fact, that's how they made out. They had 11th place finish. Uh, 23 action-packed super late models um, in Michigan. Uh, it is the breeding ground. And uh, Chase did a good job. He did a really good job. I asked if that's it for the season. He said, absolutely not. They will be at Velocity next weekend at sunset speedway and junior velocity that's it's going to be huge this year of course the junior hanley uh 72 race that was going to happen back in i think it was july didn't it got rained out it got moved to velocity weekend so this is going to be huge yeah this was also going to be the tammy o memorial um uh, uh you know when the hanley classic got uh, rained out it uh Kind of put the the promoters in a precarious position right, <laughs> because right. you know they had to try to make it up, um, but uh, so they moved it to uh, Velocity Weekend and they combined the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be the Junior Hanley Classic, and uh, you know in in honor of uh, of Junior Hanley and and to celebrate uh, all the accomplishments that uh, that he's had and and. Uh, um, you know, to uh, to say thank you while he's still here, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so combining that with the uh, with the Tammy O Memorial that was uh, um, scheduled for this weekend, uh, they upped it from from seventy two to one hundred and forty four laps. Wow! Um, they upped the payout. They combined a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything there. So um, it's going to be a tremendous payday for whoever goes to Victory Lane for this deal. Um, and, and I think that it, it, it excited a lot of people that, that they extended the laps because mm-hmm. 72 laps for a decent payday mm-hmm. is, is pretty balls out. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, with these pro-light models, it's a sprint race. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it's got the potential to, uh, to really run quick, uh, and, and be very difficult to pass. And, um, so yeah, no, it's, uh, this velocity is going to be second to none. Um, I think that there's a lot of excitement. You know, the the guys who uh, finished off. I know we've seen a couple of wrecks this weekend um, from from Delaware Speedway, mm-hmm. or yeah, Delaware. Um, but but really, there there hasn't been you know a whole lot of carnage, if you will, across the province. Touchwood, Touchwood. Yep. So heading into playoff season, it's uh, uh, there's some pretty good opportunities oh, to yeah. get some good car counts. Yeah, and, and good bullets. Exactly. So uh, I, I think that. Uh, that there's some there's definitely some excitement there um difficulty though if you're in the points for uh apc mm-hmm. and you don't have a second car uh, yeah yeah and if you're in the points for the um uh the quick quick series right and you don't have a second car um 
it, you got to be only real one careful. Week, yeah, exactly. <laughs> real careful if you're going to go out and do it. Uh, there's, only, there's only a one-week variable in there, right? Yeah, so, seven days. So, uh, you know, with, with parts, how hard they are to, to get mm-hmm. these days, um, with, uh, you know, just the, the sheer time and, yep. and money and all that stuff, um, hopefully the car count is great at velocity. Right. Um, but uh, but if, if it's a little bit down from the years past, that's why that mm-hmm. that one week turnaround is is pretty difficult and and a lot of people are are fearful of that just because of getting the parts and pieces right yeah. it's uh um it seems like when you place an order you're not getting it the next day you're getting it you know four days from now so mm-hmm. uh, that puts a big damper on it but uh i i think that you're gonna see um you know between 21 and 26 late models at uh, at, at this uh, Hanley Classic and yeah. and uh, I think you'll probably see you know uh, I'm going to say uh, 15 to 18 super stocks. So yeah. I think it's going to be a great show still. It will and, be. And uh, it'll be interesting to see the overall numbers. Velocity, Sunset Speedway. You don't want to miss it next weekend. Uh, you can get to Sunset Speedway, their website, for all the details. Uh, we're going to hit this quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're looking for Alex Tagliani. We'll talk about some NASCAR pindies. I also want to put our thoughts and prayers uh, from all of us here at Race Time Radio to the Watson family. Uh, Glenn lost his father uh, just the other day. So uh, thoughts are with you. Glenn, the 22, uh, Brandon Watson, Tim, all of you. Uh, we're thinking of you guys. Uh, uh, he was an incredible man, uh, awesome race car driver. We're going to hit this break when we come back. Tags, we'll talk NASCAR Pinties. Stay with us. This is Kenny Schrader, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. 
maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio all live tonight. On Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Hey, we want to congratulate, and I know we'll get them up, uh, get them on the show in uh, one of these coming weeks real soon. We got to uh, congratulate Logan Power. Uh, he won the Street Stock Championship. Uh, he did that yesterday at Riverside International Speedway. Uh, quite a day out there at Riverside yesterday to cap. 2023, uh, the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour race. Junior, I told you before we went on air, got to tell everybody, you got to get to timscorner.ca and uh, you got to watch that race from Riverside. Uh, yesterday's 150 was probably, I'm going to call it the race of the year so far for me. Um, it was incredible to see. The number 29 of Greg Proud from PEI went to Victory Lane. The 08 of Nicholas Noggle. The 13 of um, uh, Austin McDonald were your top three. I'm telling you, it will, uh, it, it, if you're not a race fan, it'll turn you into one. Um, it's just an amazing race. Uh, and uh, Tim Terry and Dylan did a great job with the call. Uh, it was a dynamite race. You want to see a good one? Get and see that one. Um, it, it was a really good one. Junior, um, at Riverside, we've seen some iconic races there. Of course, the IWK 250 never disappoints. But uh, that place just lends itself so well to great great racing. Yeah, it's it, it's a place where you can run side by side, and and uh, it, it's there, it's really kind of a place where you can't hide. You know, if you're off the pace, you're going to get run over from the back. If you're if you're you're on pace, there's another person that's on pace right behind you, and uh, you know it's it's a place where you can make adjustments and and. Um, you know, it's reactionary. So, um, you know, when you make an adjustment to your car, you can make it better. Or you can make it worse. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a racy racetrack. So it's, you know, it kind of checks all the boxes as a driver. That's what you want to, you know, experience is, is, you, you want to be able to attack the corner when you can. You want to be able to save tires when you can. And you, you also want to be able to, to maintain, um, and, uh, that's you can do all of those three things at, at Riverside. Um, so when you when you you know put two similar cars together, um, they're not going to ride around nose to tail. Mm-mm. You know, there's going to be one car that's better in in the center, and there's going to be one car that's better on exit usually. Um, so it it kind of it, it creates side by side racing, mm-hmm. um, but it's not artificial side-by-side racing and i say that because you see all these progressive banked tracks yeah yeah riverside's not progressive no and if it is it's very slight yeah right um it's a high bank it it is a high bank there it's it's an even high bank if you put a level on it it's there's no dish to the track Mm -hmm. it's it's an even high bank all the way from the bottom to the top and uh you know you've got the ability to set up for the top or the bottom these tracks with with progressive banking um 
you know, you if you're a little bit tight, you know, you can you can move up um, and and use utilize that extra banking to make the car turn better. Right. Um, and Wedge your car just with the track. Exactly. And and uh, you know when when you uh, when you look at those style of racing, though that attracts um, cars to run side by side and not be able to get past each other. Riverside is the other way, right? So um, if you make it move to the bottom, nine times out of ten, you have the momentum. You're going to make the move, and and but it allows the other guy to set you up and make the move back. So you see a lot of crossovers at Riverside, and um, I, I really like the uh, I really like the way that the place races. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I've I've only ever spotted for Pinty's racing at at Riverside, mm-hmm. um, but uh, some of my favorite races that I've ever watched have been on that racetrack. So it's uh, it's such a great place. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. Now, at the conclusion of yesterday's race, uh, the twenty nine Greg Proud wins. Uh, they went down, of course, down in Victory Lane. They got the top three lined up there and uh, got words with Greg. And uh, he didn't have a lot of good things to say about the 08 of Nicholas Noggle that finished the race up second. Um, they, neither one of them wrecked one another. Uh, they, it was hard racing, and it was phenomenal to watch as a race fan uh, watching that race. You couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, but Craig didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Nick. And uh, then they get to Nick's interview in second spot. And uh, Nick didn't have a lot of good things to say about the 29 to Greg Proud. Um, it, it just sort of set the tone, right? And then the 13 car, uh, we never heard his actual comments. Uh, something happened with the broadcast, and it dead-ended right uh, just after Nick was making his comments. That was it. Boom. The, uh, the, the whole thing shut down. I thought, well, maybe it was mine or something like that, but... Uh, it was uh, all the way across. It was a blackout. So I don't know whether the power went out at the speedway or not, but uh, trust me when I say you want to get and watch that race. The 31 car of Chris Reed uh, did a great job in this one. He started, I believe he was the pole sitter, uh, had a, a, led a lot of laps in the race, and that 31 car was looking really good. Just didn't have enough to stay there. Uh, the 54 car of Jared Butcher, uh, he's had great success this year with a number of wins. We've had him on race time. Uh, he got right up in there and was running incredibly quick, and it was shaking up. Uh, it was shaping up to be uh, like a five or a six car battle at the front of the field for who was going to win it. Long story short, get to Tim'sCorner.ca. And uh, it, try and watch that one back. It is the 150 from Riverside. Uh, they did crown champions. Uh, that was it for the um, uh, the series, or pardon me, not the series, but the Speedway for 2023. Uh, Joan Rui and uh, the whole staff out there at Riverside uh, capped the season off. And kind of cool. They allowed uh, for back the back-to-school special. They allowed um, uh, young adults in uh, 17 years of age and under were free at riverside on the final event good crowd uh kind of a tough spot to fill up uh but uh they did a really good job yesterday at riverside international speedway uh but that's going to do it for that track on they go the series has one more event uh the east coast international pro stock series will cap it 
at uh, uh, Scotia Speed World, and it's a 200-lap race. They always get it done in that one, Junior. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, um, you know, the Dartmouth Dodge 200. Um, it's always been a, it's always been a wicked show. Yep. Um, it's, uh, you know, the championship and, you know, I think back to, uh, seeing a bunch of, uh, a bunch of the guys crowned champion out there, <laughs> yeah. um, just in a phenomenal time of the year out there, you know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, beautiful weather. It can be, it was hot there yesterday. Exactly. I yep. was back and forth with Todd Robertson from uh, Napa yep. and I, I said, Hey Todd, you at the track? He said, I just left. And I thought, wow, the pro stock race is still coming up. Yeah. How come you left? He said it was so hot at the Speedway. Yeah. Uh, he said he had to go. He was just too hot. <laughs> and I went, wow, because it was beautiful here in Ontario. But, yep. hey, the heat we had, I guess, at the beginning of last week, they got at the weekend. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, when when you think about it, uh, to kick the season off, uh, the same reason why they have extreme cold in the beginning of the year is because uh, the, all the water around them, right? So yeah. it's uh, um, it's cool. It's I, I, I this time of year. I think back to when we used to go to Riverside in the fall. Um, it it would cool right off at night, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, through the day was always nice. And and uh, you know, I, I look forward to a day where we go back to Riverside with the NASCAR Pinty Series. Yeah, I, I really oh, hope yeah. that. Wouldn't that be cool? I hope that the way that the schedule plays out now, we have an East Coast swing and we have a West Coast swing, you know, uh, but uh, I don't know how the schedule is going to line up for the pending series next year. Um, there's so many balls up in the air, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big rumors that are out there that are go- it's going to change everything if it happens um, is either the Cup Series or the Xfinity Series coming up to Gilles Villeneuve. Um, the circuit de Gilles Villeneuve uh, in in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that happens, that's huge. That's yeah. going to be monstrous. It's going to trigger a bunch of dominoes to fall. Sure it will. Um, and get the trucks back to CTMP. Yeah. Get our Silverado 250 weekend back. Oh, here's praying. Yeah. That was always the highlight of my year, uh, watching that truck race. Get it on this side of the border. Can you imagine Xfinity at CTMP? Uh, yes, I can. I don't think that they have the infrastructure, though. Huh? I don't think that they have the infrastructure. Oh, as much as Montreal, if not better. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, CTMP. No, they don't have the, the, no, they don't. They don't have the, they don't have the hotels that are nearby. Mm. Um, they don't have, they don't have the roads. I thought you meant track. They don't have the roads, right? Um, it would be a nightmare leaving that place. It is a, literally a one-lane road down to another one-lane road. Right, right. If you go right or left out of the facility, um, which the 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 Xfinity series, I think, if they came um, uh, feasibly, double what you get for the truck races. We get there's seventy thousand people there. Exactly for the for trucks. the trucks. There's seventy thousand people there for the Isma race as well. Mm-hmm. When you start getting over that number, though, it becomes it becomes problematic. You can't get everybody out. Well, if they and, and it's I mean they guide them out. They guide them out. You can only guide if it's one lane. You can only guide them out so well, so much. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know when you look at the Xfinity series now, you look at the truck series or you look at the Cup series. Um, you look at Formula One. You know, everybody says, I wonder why IndyCar doesn't go to CTMP. Well, it's because they race downtown Toronto, and, and it, you know Toronto would never stand for that, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it would – I hope that – I hope that I, I 
you know, am wrong in saying that they don't have the infrastructure, but um, I would love to see the truck series back at, at CTMP. Mm-hmm. I would love to see either cup or Xfinity at Montreal. Yeah. Wouldn't it? And uh, I think it would be, I think it would be a huge move for NASCAR to do it next year. Yeah. 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 Well, and it would be, uh, it would be right off the hook. I got to give you an update too, uh, for our West coast fans, uh, that, 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 that take in racing out there, uh, Penticton Speedway. I got a quick message back from Trevor Siebert, uh, just trying to find out what we've still got to come on the West coast. Um, RS one is going to be at area 27 on the 16th of September. Um, the Harvest 200 late model show will come up and the Street Stock Championship at Penticton Speedway on September the 30th. So that is still to come. And uh, the final event at Penticton will be October the 7th. So there still is opportunity if you're out in BC, out in the Penticton area, or can be on those weekends, get some tickets. Uh, they do sell them online. Get some tickets and get out to the racetrack and cap your season off at Penticton. Great racetrack, very racy, and uh, that, they're going to get it on. It'll be pretty exciting to see. And the RS1 Cup Series uh, probably hasn't had the year that they were anticipating and hoping for. Um, but you know what? It's still going to be a huge finale at Area 27. Uh, we will have the winner on. I can guarantee you we'll have the winner here on Race Time Radio. Um, next weekend, it's Championship Weekend at Flamborough Speedway, just outside Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, they're going to crown all the champions. You don't want to miss that. Uh, Race Time Radio is scheduled to be there live next weekend at Flamborough Speedway. I look forward to getting together with Jerry Paxton and uh, Kevin Small. Uh, we will bring you all the action all live on Race Time Radio, audio only. Uh, everything uh, you want to come and see the race, which I really strongly suggest you do. You got to buy a ticket. Come on and join us. It's going to be off the hook. J.R. Fitzpatrick has uh, another great weekend this past weekend. Uh, he is looking forward to bolting four new tires on. He hasn't been able to do that. Of course, you got a tire rule. Uh, JR has been holding off so that uh, that 55 car can have the stuff that uh, he needs to cap the season off. And uh, you know that's going to be a tough one, Joe, when you get to Flamborough. And uh, championship night's going to be a really good one. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, tire inventory rules, um, there's, there's kind of, there's a bunch of different ways that you can skin the cat, right? Um, you can bolt one on a night, you know, you have the beginning of the season inventory, um, and then you can bolt one on a night, um, or you can save those up, right? So you bolt on four or you bolt on two or you bolt on three, um, tires and, uh, um, keep the balance in the car. And JR is one of those guys who really likes balance. So, uh, he's not going to change the he's not going to change the tires unless he has all four, and uh, it, what that does is it pushes your your equipment to the bare minimum, um, you know, because you're running four nights on right. your set of tires, and then you get to change them. So right. you're not adding any fresh rubber into that mix, and 
And, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, when he does get stickers on. It's been a while in that 55 car yeah. uh, since he's had stickers on it. So uh, even he will be kind of weary about it. <laughs> but uh, it should be pretty interesting. Yeah, it will be. The OSS, the Ontario Sportsman Series, as mentioned earlier in the show, is going to cap their season and crown a champion Friday night at Delaware Speedway. You don't want to miss that. Uh, also added value for you, Amber Balkan is going to pilot, I believe, the 47 car uh, for Mike Riniak. Uh, it'll Sean be nice. Mangin. It's what? Sean Mangin's car. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. I thought it was Mike's, but uh, Amber Balkan, nevertheless, is going to be up here. That'll be your second OSS race that she uh, has participated in. She'll be back up here again this uh, th- this coming weekend on Friday night at Delaware Speedway. And I want to say, I've seen somewhere that uh, Amber will be around the weekend after and going to jump into a DJK car yeah. for the final Pinty's race. Correct. Yeah, yeah, so that's huge. Yeah, definitely. It should be, uh, should be pretty neat. Yeah, she's been running ARCA uh Flying around the racetrack, getting great results with Venturini Motorsports. And Amber, of course, from uh, Manitoba, Winnipeg area, a very accomplished sprint car driver and dirt, uh, very accomplished. And uh, she's been doing a great job in ARCA. Look forward to seeing her at uh, Delaware Speedway on the half mile. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, we've got Sunset Speedway, Velocity Weekend. And then, of course, uh, and the action. You got to get to Sunset Speedway. You're going to see everything on Velocity Weekend. Uh, you got super late models in. Uh, you're going to have pro late models. Um, everything. Have a look at their website. I don't want to miss anything here. Just point you directly to their website, and uh, you'll be able to see everything that's going to transpire. It will be the show to be at, guaranteed. Uh, Flamborough Speedway Championship Night next Saturday night. Racing will get underway at 6.30. So uh, be there. Come on out. Come on out early and join us for Championship Night at Flamborough Speedway. Of course, we got Peterborough Speedway still running. And uh, we've got the Autumn Colors Classic Weekend still to come up. And uh, are, you're going to be heading to that one, Junior. Who are you going to be going with when it comes time for Autumn Colors? Or have you got a formal plan sort of laid out yet? I, I don't have a formal plan yet. Uh, there's been a few people um, that have approached me and, and uh, said, you know, can we make this happen? And, um, yeah, it's, I'm going to be there. I mean, it's Autumn Colors. It's uh, um, Well, it wouldn't be like you to just go there and spot for one team. No, exactly. It seems like. You know, uh, you've got a bunch of radios on and flipping along. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, typically I spot for a hot rod, and I usually spot for a super stock, and then a pro late model. So um, last few years, that's kind of been where it's at. Um, try not to dip my toes too deep uh, with the uh, modifieds and super late models just because it gets way too hectic. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, it's uh, it's easy to flip back and forth. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it should be pretty interesting. I think, uh, uh, Frostoberfest and, and, uh, and Peter Brown colors are going to be very similar to the last few years and, uh, just huge marquee events, you yeah. know, just, uh, 
uh, tons of campers, tons of fun, and lots uh, of cars, lots of cars, always the lots, of the game. lots of race cars, good yeah. value, uh, and races that you're going to want to take in. Uh, it's getting to the end. It's getting to the end, and you want to make sure. And the racing, I might add, at this time of the year, is incredible. Hey, Cody Wilds, uh, driver of the 14 car. At Delaware on Friday night, I meant to mention this. Uh, thoughts are with you, buddy. Uh, he did uh, end up big impact uh, on, on the back stretch, and uh, he wrecked really hard, broke his leg in three spots. Uh, but they say he's an Iron Man. Yeah, he didn't even show signs that it was broken. So, uh, Cody, we're thinking of you. Get healed up. We want to see you back in a race car. Uh, that 14 car was worse for wear, I can guarantee you that. I don't think you'll see that car out anytime soon. But uh, thinking of you, kid, and uh, get healed up real fast. But uh, that is going to do it for Junior and I tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. i uh, got to thank Susie Q right here in our studio for all the graphics and everything, uh, putting it all together. And we got to thank absolutely all of you. Uh, for tuning in to Race Time Radio, as you do each and every week, pass it on. Let everybody know uh, that they can join in on Race Time Radio. We'll have a whole pile more winners for you next week, champions. Uh, and uh, we got lots still to come at you in 2023. But that's it for us tonight. Have a good one, everyone. Be safe and get to the races this coming weekend. The season's just about done. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.